get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 160 of the What Up, Though? Podcast. Yeah, welcome back. Um, So, I am a year older than last week. Well, not a year older than last week, but like a, a year week, older a since older last, week. last week. I'm a week older since last week. <laughs> year older since last year. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, we have been talking about this mystery trip. I've been... Um, ah, we did. Discuss that trip. Been waiting to be surprised about. So, um, so my wife, like the week before, I found out I was flying somewhere, which I kind of figured it was. So, um, Friday comes and um, we are um, headed to the airport. So, we get to. At the, this point, you still don't know where you're going. Still don't know where I'm going. Okay. Still don't know where I'm going. So, uh, head to the airport and. Um, when you get to the parking, we uh we park out at the airport. When you get to the parking thing, they ask you which airline you're going on. So I had to tell um tell the lady, and then you, I guess you park in a certain area or whatever. So she's like Alaskan Airlines, and I'm like, because <laughs> she because on the way there, she's like, uh, so do you want to guess the airline we're flying? So I'm guessing every fucking airline that <laughs> I you would know, never guess Alaskan never, Airlines, <laughs> never guess that dog. So. Uh, I'm like Delta Spirit. Well, she's like, well, I know you don't like Spirit. I'm like, yeah, I don't. But I, you know, I can't be picky about a trip. I don't, you know, yeah. I absolutely hate fucking Spirit. But um, so I'm like Northwest, I mean Southwest Spirit. Uh, <laughs> Northwest. Uh, uh, was there ever Northwest Airlines? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Southwest Delta. I done named every fucking airline on the way there, or whatever. So she said Alaskan. I'm like. We can't be going to fucking like for a week. I mean, a weekend. Like this, she like no, we're not going to Alaska. So I'm like, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So I'm still like thinking like, where the fuck? Because I'm, I'm like, well, it got to be that way then. You know what I'm saying? I don't see Alaska Airlines going to the Texas. To, yeah, or, or going to New York or Florida or some shit. So you know, we uh get on our shuttle, we get there. So. At this point, we get to the airport and we're walking in. And then she's probably like, hey, we're going to Seattle. So, of course, you knew that already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she's like, cool, we're going to do a, a beer tour tomorrow. Then we got some dinner spots and stuff like that. So, dope. So, never flew Alaska Airlines. Had, had no reason to. So, the flight that we had there was the that was called premium seating, which is right behind first class, which basically gives you like so many more inches of leg room mm-hmm. and you get unlimited drinks on the way there. I'm sorry. Unlimited? Unlimited. Unlimited, unlimited drinks. Okay. I'm like, dog, I'm about to get fucked up. So <laughs> right. prior to that, so I, I think I had spoken on it before is that my, the last few times I've been flying, I had been um, having crazy anxiety because of fucking turbulence and shit. So uh, my wife went through the black market and uh, <laughs> found me some uh, some Xanax to take. Literally. Yeah. The white market. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, because <laughs> they really probably in the black market. Yeah. Uh, 
So I'm white like, market is just weed. Yeah, it's just weed and yeah, weed. Anything else you got to go through the white market. Mm, and even not weed, it's just you can get it from anywhere. So, yeah. so I'm like, cool. Um, while we were at home before before we got to the airport, I'm looking up like doses and shit. Like, how much can you take? I'm never taking the shit. I don't know this. I'm looking up side effects. And then, so I look at one side effect and it was like paranoia. And I'm thinking like, isn't this supposed to be the opposite <laughs> effect? Like why would a side effect be paranoia? Is the opposite supposed to be a chill, calm you down and shit, right. whatever the case. So we get to the airport and, um, I take, you know, it was, I think it was like 0.25 mil, uh, milligrams or whatever. It's a super low dose, yeah. but I don't know what the effects would be or whatever with my weight or whatever the case, you know, just with medication in general. And so I took, I just took one and, um, and I was like, well, cool. I don't know. Now I'm like, well, fuck, how can I, can I really mix this shit with drinks? Like, I don't know nothing about Xanax and shit. Other, you know, I read some shit, but as far as like real effects and shit, I don't know nothing about it. So I take the one, you know, I started getting a few drinks and then we get like crazy turbulence, which, wasn't a super bad thing as far as me because I was fine, and I don't think it was the Xanax. It was just I was just okay with it, or whatever. You know, I, I started to come to terms. Like you're sitting there laughing, <laughs> this shit, man, bumpy. But no, see, and that was the effect I thought I would have, but it was just nothing. I didn't get really much from it and shit. So that was like the thing. It's like I didn't get get much from it. Um, but the shitty part about the turbulence was that the carts wouldn't come past with drinks. So we had turbulence for this good moment where we couldn't get nothing to drink. So I'm like, I can't even get alcohol and shit. So I was more pissed about that than anything. Um, but we're like four rows behind first class and they're getting all the drinks and shit because they don't have to bring a cart. So this is, I remember seeing this one, one person in particular, I guess he was, he was drinking a lot of wine. So the, the students kept coming out, bringing a bottle out, pouring him glasses and shit. And I'm sitting there like, motherfucker, I can't even get a goddamn man. So I ended up having, I only had like three drinks on there because the turbulence kept happening. And the carts kept, kept, uh, they, they kept keeping the people in. So that was cool. Whatever. I, uh, so I had downloaded a bunch of shit to watch on my tablet. Thank God for, uh, downloads from like Netflix and, uh, um, no, that's just dope. So I had downloaded on Netflix. I downloaded uh Flint town, a documentary, and then I had downloaded from, um, Amazon prime. I downloaded the rest of a uh, season. I've been watching the soprano. So it's a season two. So I- I'm calculating like, okay, the flight is four and a half hours. Uh, episodes are like 50 minutes, uh, Sopranos. I can get through four and a half episodes, of some shit and we'll be there. Mm-hmm. And then I had bought, um, the, all the pieces matter, uh, uh, the wire book. So oh, I was right, like, cool. Right. I can read that. What I figured out. And I've kind of known this for a while is that I have a hard time reading on a plane. <laughs> it's just like getting comfortable and shit and shit. It just, it don't work for me. So I put the book back. I'm like, fuck it. I bring my tablet out. So I watched that. So that was cool. We get to, uh, uh, Seattle. Um, and then we had this long ass fucking, it was like a 30 minute ride back to the city from the airport. Um, and fucking, um, a cab driver was fucking nuts because we were trying to figure out what was cheaper uber or a cab driver shit like that so couple, couple a bunch of uh observations about seattle there are tons of fucking prius in seattle i don't know what <laughs> okay. the connection is with seattle and prius at first I, I i didn't know what but what i found out is that they get a huge tax break because of the whole ah. you know uh 
electric car thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found out that Prius or just electric cars in general are the only cars who can pick up and drop off at the airport. What? Yeah, you can't pick up cars. You can't pick up as a Uber driver. You can't pick up at the airport unless you're a hybrid car. What the fuck? You could drop off there, but you can't pick up. That's weird. I would have never thought of that. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know that until we were actually going back to the airport Monday or whatever that you couldn't do that order. I was like, that's just weird. But it was fucking Prius everywhere and shit. Hmm. So, but man, duly we say noted. Duly noted. Yeah, in case you just happen to be in Seattle. Yeah, in and case just, I just you know, like, and you wonder like why the fuck is all happen these to wander into <laughs> Seattle? I can be prepared. <laughs> but it was dope, man. Um, we we uh we stay in like the off the water, and so. I believe the the body of water is let me not quote something wrong, but I believe it's the one of the Pacific oceans. But in that Wait, area, what? the one of the Pacific Ocean. Pacific well, Ocean is the only ocean. Well, one. It, well, I shouldn't say that. One of the Pacific Ocean. It's a Pacific, but I thought it was Pacific something. But maybe it's just Pacific. Like, it could be like just a knockoff. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, the, the, like the the. Whatever the case was, but in that area, just a bunch of like like uh, lakes and shit to get into the that that flows into the area. So it's not okay. technically the water that we were off of. It's not technically the Pacific Ocean and shit. It might have been like a I, I'm I'm gonna throw out a word that I don't know what it I don't know what it is, but peninsula maybe. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I I'm not even entirely clear on peninsula, but I feel like it might have been a. Peninsula. Peninsula sounds familiar. Uh, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like the right word to say. <laughs> yeah, it is was, that what it was? Who knows? But I mean, it was much bigger than like it wasn't. It definitely wasn't a fucking river or whatever. But it was. Uh, matter of fact, I'm, I'm looking at my. I mind. drank a full ass pound of Crown Apple before we even started recording. So and I've had Peninsula is just what it is. And it's, I've it's just gonna it's just I, gonna be that. And I've had uh, a bay. Ah, so. What we were what right out outside of Seattle was called the was Elliott Bay, and then Elliott Bay kind of is a bunch of little random islands and shit like that, and then that feeds um, into into the uh, Pacific Ocean. Pacific Ocean, oh, yeah, okay. it's just Pacific. I, I'm, maybe you know what? It was another another body of water that was called the like the Pacific Bay or something like that, but it is the Pacific uh, okay. or whatever. So we were off the water, so we had this dope ass view of like the water and some different islands and shit. And we were uh, we were by this their market area, which is kind of like like a eastern market, sorta kind of, but but it didn't have as many like different st- stores. It was mostly like a lot of seafood shit. Okay. Fucking seafood everywhere, man, dude. I, I. But kid, your wife don't like seafood, though, right? It was all for my. It was me. It's my birthday. Okay. So, so it was just you know, tons of fucking seafood. I mean, this is like f- fresh seafood, like raw seafood. And yeah, shit. buddy, man. I kid you not, dog. Like you could take pictures of shit, but you really can't get the scale of size and shit. So I took mad pictures of random shit. But dog, like your water bottle, how many ounces is that by chance? Probably like a liter and a half. Dude, I kid you not. There were fucking lobster tails as big as their bottle, dog. That's exactly what it is. A liter and a half. There were lobster tails that fucking big, dude. <laughs> it was fucking nuts, man. Crazy. Um, so, uh, other than they had like a bunch of different breweries and stuff like that, you know, Seattle is the birthplace of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So, 
when it, we uh, found that, well, what we was told was the original Starbucks. And then they have uh, what they call Starbucks Reserve, which the reserve <laughs> locations have like, like whiskey and shit. Yeah. Like Starbucks yeah. and Starbucks right. Reserve. Like, it's been aged in barrels. Right. For, exactly. <laughs> right. For, for several so, years. So they have like, uh, like rare and special coffees that you can't get at other re- regular Starbucks. And that shit was fucking awesome. We went there probably about three or four times in a I weekend noticed. span. <laughs> I noticed. Via all my check-ins and yeah. shit. So, uh, but the time change is kind of crazy. So it's three hours back. So we got there at like, uh, six, which was like yeah. nine, yeah, six p.m., which ended up being like nine here. So we went and got something to eat, and it's like nine o'clock. By the time nine o'clock, it's really like twelve. So we've been going all day. We're like done. We don't even want to do shit else. We can't do shit else. Yeah. Um, get back to the hotel, and I'm like super thirsty. I'm just drinking tons of water and shit. So anyway, I mean. Overall, like Saturday, we ended up doing a a, a a a beer brewery tour, so that was pretty dope. Um, um, and then we just stopped at a few random uh, spots. Sunday, we ended up going to was this island called Bainbridge Island, Bainbridge Island, which is basically just a whole whole town of just random just like stores and shit. Like we went to a, a wine tasting randomly and shit and shit like that. Then we went to this dope ass seafood spot. Um, they had uh i ended up trying like they did this uh it was a beer oyster oyster excuse me beer oyster tasting you could actually do it with beer or vodka or wine hmm. so they give you four different kind of oysters of different regions and then they give you beers that pairs with them and shit hmm. so that shit was pretty i ended up doing the beer i wasn't doing the vodka when i was like ah, i just did the beer one and then man i had some of the best clam chowder i've ever had in my fucking life and uh shrimp they had these i uh, had this one appetizer it's like a shrimp with bacon on top of it and some crazy shit had this fucking leg of lamb dinner man that shit was awesome dude uh but it was a dope trip man it's just shit just the cost of living is a lot more there so it was like even like the small eats and shit we were getting it's like we were we were spending 50 60 bucks just just on random ass food, nothing crazy and shit. So cost of living a lot higher there. The weather is about the same. Uh, we lucked up it's like and it mad rainy though, right? Yeah, but we lucked up. It didn't rain until Monday when we were leaving. So Where Seattle is just like permanently gray. Well, yeah, it was actually <laughs> sunny and shit. And what was crazy, the Uber driver on our way back onto the airport was telling us how uh, a couple of months ago they had like a strange of like three months, four months with just rain constantly. Every fucking day for like three months and shit. I, would hate that. I could not I would hate do that, that, dude. Like I was like, we was like, can we live here? I was like, it's cool, but I couldn't deal with the rain all day. Like I would stay in Michigan all day to not have to deal with fucking rain yeah, every I'd fucking deal with day. Ass weather than deal with fucking rain for three months. I would well, hate that. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And then the area we were in, I guess a downtown area, it's mad hilly. Hmm. Like so, it's just like you know we're walking around. We're getting the, the plus is that we were getting mad steps. We hmm. was getting at least twelve to fifteen thousand steps a day and shit easily by like three four o'clock and shit. Cause we Damn. we didn't rent a car. We decided to just you know Uber or whatever. So you know and walk to a lot of places. So that was dope, man. Um, so on the way back, I was like, well, the, and on the way back, the flight was shorter because of tailwind and shit. So it was only three and a half hours. But I was like, I'm gonna take two. Of the Xanax uh, this time, so oh, this is Xan man. So I uh, <laughs> I took the two. Um, only effect I got, I never got no like really crazy like high effect. I got tired a bunch, so I was watching 
I had some issue with my tablet where my Sopranos episodes wouldn't work, so I started watching Flint Town, and um, I got tired a few times and fell asleep. Apparently, the times I was falling asleep was when we had the craziest fucking turbulence on the plane, and my wife told me this after the fact. She like, she was like, how did you miss this shit? I'm like, I was out. Like, I was knocked <laughs> the fuck out, dog. But uh, uh, we so that was cool. So we get back. And so our flight was at like eight in the morning, which was like 11 here. We didn't, but when you do the the time change, we didn't get back here to three o'clock. So we hadn't ate shit. So we stopped at uh, Applebee's on the way home. And, um, I had like five, six fucking mugs of water. Thirsty as fuck. So remember I told you when I got there, I was thirsty as hell. So I'm like, that has to be a fucking side effect of Xanax and that is you get dry mouth and thirst. Dog, I drank so much fucking water, dog. It and I like to the point where I got full and uncomfortable. But I was <laughs> so thirsty I couldn't stop drinking water, dog. So yeah. that's when I found out that was cause when I got there I drank a lot of water and I'm like, dog, why am I so fucking thirsty? It wasn't like I was like hung over uh, like thirsty or some shit. I was just thirsty like I've been hooping and shit, dog. That's crazy. I wonder how like white people like deal with like Cause, I mean, they t- they pop that shit like it's fucking pads. Yeah. Like, like, how do you fucking live your everyday life just popping that shit routinely I if could, it dehydrates I, you like Yeah, that? that shit was crazy. And like I say, I had small doses. So I'm assuming for people to get a true feeling off that shit, they're taking way bigger dosage. And they have to be thirsty as fuck, dude, because I was drinking water like it. Like... Like, when I was at Applebee's, the the dude kept looking at me crazy, like, you know, you all right or some shit? And I'm like, nigga, I just, I just want some more water. Just just keep bringing the water, nigga. Fill it up. <laughs> yeah, so, but overall, man, it was a cool trip, man. I was, you know, happy my wife uh, held it so long, and, you know, uh, we uh, we had a, we had a good time, man. It was, uh, and I, I think if I can get a few Xanax every now and then flying, I'd be all right. But it's just it's just weird, man. Like I said, I've been flying for years, and I don't know why it started bothering me as as late and shit. And maybe it's just kicking in with like old age or some shit. I don't know what the yeah, fuck it could uh, be. But I'm trying to gear up, man, for these longer flights because we're going to uh, we almost confirmed that we're going to go to Greece next May. And I was I think I was telling you this for one of her friends that getting married. And so I'm like, I've never been to Greece. It'd be an opportunity, not necessarily just to go strictly for a wedding, but just an opportunity to go to fucking Greece. So, yeah, it's like you know. fucking Europe, dog. Like, right. Yeah, do that shit. So I've been to London once, and it was just for like a day layover and shit, so I really didn't get a chance to experience much and shit. So this would be a you know a good time to uh, be abroad and and um, kind of hang out and see shit. So. Get some mad awesome Euros and shit. Right. Some fucking Saganaki. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that one, but I I'm not looking forward to that long ass flight. So you know, that's not really what I'm. Pop your zannies, get your fucking. Uh... Nigga, I'm getting mad doses, nigga. <laughs> you load my tablet up with mad shows. I found that TV shows and shit really gets me through a lot of it because it's like you know, like I say, when I was I'm like, cool, I could watch four or five episodes, and if you watching some shit you really like, you know, you fine and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Watching shit really gets me through it. I can't read a fucking book on a plane. I, it don't. It just ain't working. And so, but, but uh, so yeah, that was that man. That was pretty cool. Um, I guess how do you want to do it? You want to do uh Jeff's video and then kind of go into things because Jeff, I don't know Jeff. Jeff's schedule was off last week because uh he sent us a video promptly on Thursday. 
the day after <laughs> we recorded. So, yeah. um, but we, uh, I guess we can. Hey, maybe he listened at the break of dawn. Right, and had, exactly. Like, Fire ass feedback. <laughs> right. So, yeah. That, well, yeah, that, that could be feedback or it could be from last week, but I guess we'll see in a moment because you haven't listened to it, have you? Nope. No, okay. What up, though? All right. So, um, that was a whole lot more response than I expected from my feedback. Um, That's a response for that. So, to not clutter up your feedback space, I try to. Answer the three most prominent questions that I can remember. Um, one, Mike was saying, How do I do like the prep stuff with a baby? Because, like, as you stated, I have a, I have kids that are roughly the same age as yours. Um, honestly, a lot of that hinges on my wife and my son spending time with her and knowing that when I'm doing the food prep stuff, I'm doing it for everybody in the house. So they kind of keep her occupied a little bit um, when I'm doing that kind of stuff. The other part of it is a lot of pre-planning for that as well. So um, like the other day I made spaghetti but I made so much that I froze half of the sauce so the next time we want spaghetti we don't have to do anything but boil the noodles but when I got done making spaghetti and everybody was like settled and eating and watching TV then I cooked soup that I made so like I'll do a lot of times I'll do two meals in one day and then freeze a lot of it so that I can just pull it from the freezer um, on the days that I don't have time or leftovers to use for my lunches. Um, oh, other thing was oh. the variety <laughs> and driving a model food still <laughs> tasting good. And it's kind of the same answer for both. Um, as far as variety, I don't, I think I worded it wrong. I don't do for the next three days. I make sure I have at least three days. So in my freezer right now, there's like chicken noodle soup and tortilla soup. But then. I'll make some kind of chicken and rice and season it one way, and then I'll make, like, shrimp and rice and season it another way. Or I'll grill, like, some steaks and some pork chops. Um, And then, so I'll have different stuff to have from every other day where I'm not having the same thing over and over again. And then most of it, most of the time, if something is in the freezer, when you reheat it from there, it's not horrible than if you reheat it from the microwave and then um the only other thing i could say is because i know you mentioned the chicken part being rubber and disgusting and i mean that's a fact it's kind of where you just kind of pick and choose what stuff you want to have be something that you can have a few days later or something you want to have the next day and then if I am cooking something and I know I'm making dinner for multiple days, especially if I'm grilling, I may grill pork chops and cook them all the way through for dinner for that night. But then I may make some steaks or some chicken breasts and I may cook them till they're just undercooked. So then when I reheat them, they finish cooking. And that was just something I picked up from working in banquets or whatever. A lot of times they pre-cook stuff the day before, then they finish cooking it the day of. Um, Interesting. And in that way, it doesn't 
as you said, tastes rubbery and disgusting because that is a, that is true. Um, and then I'm mixing like a, in the frozen shit like too, like like you was mentioning the frozen dinners from the store. But that's kind of how I tackle that stuff. A lot of it with the time factor is just either wait until everybody goes to sleep. Um, a lot of doing multiple meals at once. Um, and then, like I said, I, I hinge a lot of that hinges on my wife being able to to occupy children while I'm in the kitchen trying to get that done for the family. So um, that's my answer to all of that. And question: Would you ever consider? Because I know the way, at least I know the way you used to format your day when you do the podcast and how you pregame and everything. Would you ever consider doing a video series? In which you discuss cigars and bourbon, because I mean, at this point, y'all have a very good amount of knowledge on it, even for people who have been smoking longer than you. Because I know from when you told me you started smoking, I started smoking before you, but you have a vast amount of knowledge more than me, and I'm kind of interested in it. So I don't know, just a thought: Would you ever consider turning your pregame into a video series where you talk about the cigars you smoke? And the drinks that you have and whatnot. Uh, let me know what you think. I holla. Peace. Hmm. Hmm. So, I. Turning the pregame into a video series. Interesting. So, I've thought about the pregame because, like, when we first started doing the podcast, we would we would be able to smoke and drink all at the same time and just do the podcast. Which, I mean, which we do in the well, good weather. Well, in, in the good weather we do, yeah. And so, um, only problem with that now is that not good weather. Then my fucking room that we, you know, my office that we smoke in is uh, the opposite of soundproof. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've considered bringing stuff up there and while we're up there smoking, but it, it just, it doesn't hold sound and shit. So, you know, like, my bedroom's right next door and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but... I do think that that's a possibility once we start going back outside and being able to smoke at the same time and do it. That would be interesting. It just, it's, a, it's I think it'll be a good amount of work involved with it just because we're doing a production of something before we do a production of something. But I'm, I'm one, I'm always up to talk about cigars. I'm always up to talk about liquor, bourbon, whatever the case. So that's definitely something to consider. I would be definitely up for trying it to see how it works. But yeah, I also think too that if we were to, record in any kind of way the pregame portion i feel like it doesn't have to be like up to the same standard no of the podcast just because like not saying that it should be shitty but at the same time it's kind of like like more like a behind the scenes as opposed to like this is the actual production right yeah so it can be like the podcast is the actual production but the pregame shit is kind of like uh behind the scenes so like i don't feel like it needs to be up to that same standard so we could record we could record a video on the fucking uh, tablet and shit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, like I mean I'd be I'd be down to do that. Like I I, I kinda want I, I, I give time to the thought of recording something about cigars, bourbon, whatever, but I also feel like it's such a niche market and that it's niche but at the same time kinda like oversaturated by people who do that exclusively whereas for us it would kind of be like a like a like a little side gig afterthought right so like i don't think that i know i question whether or not people really would give a shit about it if i felt like enough of our 
podcast followers were interested in it, they're not a hundred percent do it. But I feel like our podcast followers don't really give a shit. But the fucking cigar group has a pretty strong following. So I don't know it could balance out like, and that could also be a way to pull in cigar folks into this and then give the people who listen to this, that have interest in cigars, give them that piece. So like, I mean, it could work. Yeah. I think, well, I think for people who listen to the podcast, I don't know if they're, they have strong interests they don't. in, in, in the cigars and smoking and stuff like that. But I think, you know, for our, for instance, our cigar group, I think it'd be a cool maybe to post in there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? About, you know, just the cigars and the, the, the bourbons and stuff. So I think that's the market that we could, and since Jeff is a part of the cigar group, <laughs> that yeah. would probably be the market that would serve that, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely uh, something to really consider. I mean, it's, it's it's not a stretch because it's not like it's, it's shit that we like doing anyway. Right. So, and it's shit we could just, you know, do, and you know, while we're, you know, just pre-gaming and stuff anyhow so yeah that's a good idea jeff i i think we could uh work some shit out you know maybe jeff if you know you're actually you know free or something you could probably come by and uh and and be a guest with that so yeah that's that's definitely cool appreciate the feedback um yeah i think that's a good idea i would like to do it i've just always kind of wondered about the interest in it but again we have the interest in the we have the cigar group which has dedicated following so like those folks would have would have interest in hearing that piece and that could be our way to draw them into this. So yeah, no, I, I mean I'm interested in that. I, I, w- I want to spend some time like I don't want to like commit one way or the other right now, but like that's something that I would like to let marinate for a little bit and see see where we arrive on that. But yeah. I think a lot of time I look at right now, like I feel that cigar smoking is becoming uh i don't want to say trendy but it's definitely more popular than i think it was say five years ago right so i know there's probably a handful of people who smoke cigars and would kind of like to get uh varying opinions uh get put up on shit that they might not be aware of and i think that we're at a point where we can be pretty useful to somebody who is either novice or I'm into it, but I'm looking for some diversity. Yeah. So, and I mean, it, I, and I think no, there's and it, some and it don't have to be long. It do be 20, 30 minutes or some shit or just, you know, just give them. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's a, I think that's actually a market, you know, that that's not really done in our area stuff. I mean, or it could just be like some fucking like a like a fucking like Facebook Live, like, hey, we're smoking these cigars and we're watching fucking uh, Killer Hogs barbecue fucking YouTube videos and, and fucking Jesus and Mero interviews and shit, and now we're watching this shit and we're smoking these cigars. We got these drinks popping off, and and instead of just like you know just watching it or whatever, we'll be like, hey, yeah, this is what we're smoking. This is what it tastes like. Uh, like we had a, I think a pretty good conversation after, after we stopped watching YouTube videos, just about various cigars that are coming out and, uh, stuff that we've tried recently and stuff like that. And I think that could be, that could be useful for people who are looking to kind of like dabble in different shit. Cause I mean, when, at the end of the day, like you have people who are kind of just dabbling in the cigars and it's like, okay, you're going to automatically gravitate toward 
the things that have the biggest selection if you enter into a uh, a cigar bar or whatever or a humidor and it's gonna be like mad Rocky Patel shit this will be mad fucking Gurkha shit this will be mad fucking um uh like like um Drew Estate but not like Ligas but like Drew Estate like Acid and all that kind of shit so like you know there, there's and there might be people who are like you know I, I go into Cigar Bar and I see all this kind of shit what you know how can I what is there outside of this? Because like if we, if 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 you or I were to go into La Casa right now, they barely got any of the shit that we smoke right now. Like the vast majority of the shit that we smoke is not even shit that you can just randomly fucking go into like La Casa and get. You got to like we could put people up on like spots to hit in Metro Detroit, uh, websites, whatever. But like you can't you can't roll. I can't get nothing I like out of fucking La Casa, man. Nah. nah you can't nothing. do that. You can barely get it from Genuine now. Uh, yeah. That shit is always fucking... Yeah. And that's supposed to be... La Casa's supposed to be like the fucking premier fucking downtown cigar lounge and shit. I'm like, that shit is all basic at this point. Like, it's just, you know, substandard shit. So, I don't know. I can see I can see usefulness for that. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm definitely down with uh, trying to... Uh, um, make that happen. So, yeah, me too. I think that I think we can uh, reach a different subset of folks and use uh use our our bit of knowledge that we've gained to help people kind of like uh, diversify their uh, cigar arsenal. So, I think that's pretty cool. I like that idea. And yeah, I, I want to integrate it in some way. I've been trying to figure out a way to, to integrate it, and I think that. That's a that's a good idea. Not to say that that's definitively what we would do, but um, I, I kind I, I want to integrate it somehow because I feel like that's something that we have a a level of knowledge on that could be useful to people who listen to the podcast. And be like, man, they talk about cigars all the time, but I don't really know nothing about that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we can put folks on. Yep. So yeah, I definitely like that idea. So that's something that, that's something to push out for this year. So I'm yeah. definitely. Definitely hype about the possibility of trying to figure out how to how to make that work, but yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, do we have any more feedback? Anything? Nope. Oh, sweet. ain't nobody fuck with us this week. All right, yeah, fuck y'all. Um, yeah. so what do you want to get into? Um, what 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 has happened this past uh, weekend? I think some. Have you have you found anything on uh, Howard University? What? No. The school. So. Apparently, some folks in financial aid in the finance department basically swindled like a half million dollars over the last four or five years from like fashion aid, financial aid funds that were funds that were for like low income folks. Niggas gonna (laughs) nig. It was so funny because I seen I kind of seen stories about it. I was kind of busy work for a change, so I didn't really get a chance to devote like dive into it until later today. But I seen a girl that I'm, and I don't even know how I'm even Facebook friends with her, but I guess she went to Howard and she was, you know, standing up for her school and all of this dumb shit. Oh, that's cute. Like, why would you want to stand up for, it's okay to be proud of the school you went to, but 
fucking spade is spade. If they wrong, they wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like you should, you should be trying to figure out what the fuck happened and not trying to just stand. You're standing by because of, you know, people make mistakes and all this shit. Like, nah, that's fucked up. They don't take loyalty is dumb. Dog. That shit is stupid. Blind loyalty, dude. It's so fucking retarded. Dog. Yeah. So at first I saw a number of a million, but I think it ended up being like half a million or some shit. That's crazy, dog. And especially with Howard lately with, with dealing with all, they've had issues with, with, with students getting houses and all that shit. And meanwhile, you got motherfuckers taking, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars and shit, you know what I'm saying, from potential students and not, you know what I mean? Like, so fucked up, dog. That's just crazy. But yeah, that was one thing that I saw today, but you ain't see it. It's not much to talk about other than that, but. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time that I don't like the idea of just supporting something just because, like, you, <laughs> I don't want to say, it's going to divulge, it's going to delve into, like, the idea of, like, loyalty to a college and shit like that, but, like, I don't like the idea of, like, I feel like a lot of college rivalries are kind of dumb, but at the same time, I'm like, I can get certain rivalries, but... Like, why would you be loyal to a school who's doing fuck shit just because you went there? Like, when in at the end of the day, like, what does that really have to do with you? Like, nothing. Like, you okay, went so there, you went there, and like, you paid and to go there. Yeah, it's like, why you? Why would you be that loyal that you would overlook some fuck shit just to be like, yeah, it's okay, cause uh, and you like reaching and shit. What's like, the point? Yeah, like I haven't seen it, and I'm thankful I have, because I probably would have unfriended, unfollowed. Excuse me, anybody that would have, but you know, with all of the the things with Larry Nasser and Michigan State, you know, I was happy to see people who actually went there was really, really, you know, like offended that the shit had happened and wanted, you know, justice, all that shit, and not just blindly supporting your school and shit, you know what I'm saying, because of your loyalty to them, which I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't totally get that. What but. did they do for you, like? <laughs> like it, it, be loyal to ideals like be loyal to what's right be loyal to what's wrong well not be loyal to what's wrong but like be, be loyal to right versus wrong be who you want to be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but don't just be loyal to some shit just because you went there like they, they don't give a fuck about you man just be loyal to whatever be loyal to what's right right versus wrong don't be just loyal just to be loyal like that's dumb Nah, my my whole ass community college did some fuck shit. There'd be some fuck shit ass niggas. Yeah, and that's it. You know, I already hate them because all of the fucking random ass fees and shit I get charged. But that's another story. Yeah, let me loyal. Be like, yeah, I uh, I I entered that building periodically for some time. So yeah, I'm I paid, a rock. I'm a rock with them. I paid them to like, take what? some classes. I mean, you may have <laughs> got some. You may have got some good schooling. You may have made some great friendships. But all in all, if that institution is fucking over poor people and lavishly spending money, fuck them you know i'm loyal because i paid a shit ton of money to get a degree from them that i can't do nothing with (laughs) congratulations that's the that's the worst part of you know you think you had a person that went to a school and some fuck shit and they got a fucking hundred thousand dollar piece of paper hanging and they can't do shit (laughs) right why am i supporting y'all motherfucker y'all should be finding me a goddamn job right what you do for me yeah fucking retarded dog so never mind no so one thing i want to talk about man like so I've noticed, like, and I'm sure everybody here has noticed, that our weather has been, like, crazy lately, right? We could have a day where it's, like, 50, 60 degrees, Man. and the next day it's fucking so, snowing so and shit, fucking right? over it, dog. Like, is this just me, or do you feel like the, uh, the, 
like the way the weather has fluctuated is extreme even by Michigan standards. Like, cause I mean, it's it's common here. You see the memes, like, yeah, Michigan. It can be sunny one day, it can be snowing the right, next, right. and it's like, yes, that our nature, the nature of our weather, pun intended, is is it's it it, it varies, it fluctuates. You can have you can have a hot day one day, well, not a hot day, but you can have like a, a good Warmer weather day, day, and then have a cold ass day the next day, and that's common for us. You can have uh. A, a, a warm ass day in February and have fucking snow in March. Fucking winter can extend far as shit. It can start late as shit. Like the the lack of consistency is consistency is common here. Mm-hmm. But man, I feel like this this winter has been like crazy. Like even by Michigan standards, the the way the the shit has changed has been bananas. Like, and I feel like I can't really say. Because all we talk about is how Michigan weather is crazy. I feel like I can't really say, like, yeah, man, this is bananas that, like, it was 50 yesterday and today it's snowing. I feel like mad people would be like, that's Michigan weather. That's right. Michigan weather. Like, I don't think that's Michigan weather, though. I feel like this this year has been extreme even by Michigan standards. Like, that's unfucking common even by our standards to have 50-something degrees one day and then snow the next. Like, that's crazy to me, dog. It's crazy, and it's not right. Like, it's something fucked up about having weather that, that changes so drastically from one to another. I mean, granted, we've had a lot of those days, but I will say that March has been relatively warmer than it has typically been um, over the past years. Like, I use, like, my birthday's 24th. I usually use that as a barometer if, if we're going to get masked or not because I wasn't here this weekend, obviously, but it wasn't it wasn't snowing or whatever. It didn't snow. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't snowing, but I remember, I could recall years past when we had five, six inches and shit. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I remember just like the third week in March, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's it, it varies. I mean, shit, St. Patrick's Day was pretty fucking warm, you know, considering or yeah. whatever, you know, and then we had these random you know, 40 day, 40, 40 degree days, you know, uh, I lost Stringer Bell, but you know what <laughs> I mean? Um, so it's, yeah, but it's, it's, and I've always wanted to do more research into like global warming and all that shit. And especially with Michigan, because it varies. I mean, you go to a, like a, I don't know, a, a Southern city. And at this point, they're probably a lot, they're supposedly war- They're supposed to be warmer, but a lot of southern fucking cities been catching cold. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I remember some point in, in either February or March that it was warmer here than it was in California and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. that's just madness. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I I think the whole global warming thing is probably real, really real, and niggas hey, need to really real. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> the, well, I guess I, not. Probably real. it is real, but I think the attention needs to probably be pay more more into that because it's that shit's not right like having 20 20 30 to get three i'm tripping this is buffalo trace um having 20 to 30 degree days and then having 50 60 degree days like the next is just it's maddening i just don't you know that shit shouldn't be happening you know gradual changes is cool but you know 40 degree flips of days and shit like that's just nuts dude and i was the white people kind of like once the weather shifts from one extreme to the next, it seems like white people kind of behave as if like we've made that change and that's just how it's going to be going forward. They're not going. They're and not they going don't back. adapt. Yeah, they're not going back to that shit. Like if they had to wear a fucking, uh, a you know, a 
white people don't wear coats, but <laughs> if, they, <laughs> if they had to wear a hoodie and some Tims and shit, uh, one day, then the next day they out in flip flops and uh, shorts. They're staying with flip flops and shorts. Yeah, like, it's Fuck that's that shit. it. Like it's it's flip flops and shorts. Like that's what we're doing. And it's like so the next day it's like thirty degrees and shit, and it's cold as fuck. Like you realize it's thirty degrees. Why you still got on cargo shorts and flip flops and shit yeah. and fucking thong sandals and whatever the fuck you know the typical white person uniform and shit and you got like i saw a chick today that had on like a fucking skirt and shit and like uh i don't say boots like not boots but like uh it's kind of like boots like i don't know fucking women's clothes man i'm I'm trying to i'm trying to figure out a way to paint the picture of what kind of shoes she had on Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like fucking like knee-high boots or some shit like that but it was like it was like fashionable boots that weren't like all the way up to the knee, but they weren't they weren't like Uggs or nothing like that either. So it was like, I don't know. It, the, clearly, the goal was to be like fly, right? And it was like that would have passed the day before, which I'm sure you had on something similar the day before, and you were like, okay, well we're on we're it's spring now, so I'm just gonna rock my skirt and my fucking boots and I'm good. And I'm looking at it like, bitch, it's like 30 degrees outside. And you got, like, your fucking pussy lips hanging out and shit. Like, <laughs> like you ain't cold? Like, what the fuck? <sighs> pussy lips. Uh, now I'm going to say speaking of because it wasn't about pussy lips. But <laughs> um, <laughs> Speaking of pussy lips, I bought a Nintendo Switch today. Uh, like, what? <laughs> damn, I think I want a beer now. You want another beer? Uh, I will take another beer. Beer, absolutely. Yeah, I'll take another burr. Yeah, I'll take another burr. Uh, I'm not Nelly. But, yeah, um... Yeah, I keep seeing that shit, dog. I'm like, and, and they, they, I've, I've actually seen it where, like, now they kind of go back because the weather's been so crazy this year that it's like you can have a day where it's, like, 20, 30-something degrees. They dress mad warm. Next day, it's nice outside, so they dress like it's fucking 80 degrees and shit. And then they stay with the 80-degree gear even once the weather has turned. But then, like, it stays turned, and then they go back to the appropriate appropriate clothing. But, like, they don't... It's like they, they, they wait it out. Like, let me make sure that it's not going to flip back to fucking 60 degrees. Like, like maybe today is an off day, so I'm going to wear my fucking cargo shorts and flip-flops. Yes, it's 30 degrees, but this is a one-off. Like, I'm going to keep with this, and I'm going to stay with this for a little bit. And it's like, okay, well, uh, thank you. Uh, like you, th- that's not how the weather works here. Like, uh, just dress for that day because the next day could be wildly different. And don't stick with it and just be what it is. Because like they 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 just mad wild when it's cold as fuck outside. Like, I don't understand why you even got your thong sandals out of the fucking closet in Michigan until it's fucking like August. Like, don't be rocking the thong sandals in March. It's not gonna work out. But I I don't know. My my whole point of bringing this up was that I feel like that even by Michigan standards, this season has been crazy. It's been really like one extreme to the next with like really no extended duration of one thing. Like, okay, we got several weeks of like cold as fuck or several weeks of hot as fuck. It's just been like, yeah, like 50 this day, 28 the next day, 32 the next day. 
51 the next day. Mm. Like, what, you know, like, you can't prepare for that shit. Nah, you really can't. And I'm pissed because I wanted to, um, I'm playing the barbecue Saturday. Had, you know, have folks over and shit. I was, my plan, my plan was barbecue, have folks over and shit. And then Michigan, um, your Lola game comes on. I could bring the TV outside, watch it. Cause it'd be at least 50. It was supposed to be like 50 ish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would like the fire pit and all that shit. But now it's supposed to fucking rain. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I'm so sick of fucking rain, dog. I hate, I hate the fucking rain. So, totally off the subject of any any of the stuff we said so far. Do you, you ever feel some kind of way when you're, like, in a mostly white establishment? Yes. No matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel some kind of way <laughs> when I'm in a mostly white establishment. Well, in addition to feeling some kind of way. And you do see the one black person, and they don't give you the nod, <laughs> yeah. or like just acknowledgement of like, hey, you know, what up? I so we went to Seattle. We went to this uh, um, the island, Bainbridge Island, and then and so I looked up the demographics now because for a while I didn't see no black people mm-hmm. on there or whatever. And so we walked, walked. You know, walk down. You know, the they're like their main street, a bunch of stores and shit. So we were trying to figure out some shit to do. We like, well, it's a winery open already. So because it was like right before noon, and on the um the book that they gave us, the wineries didn't open t- till noon. So they said, but it was one that was open. I'm like, cool. We'll just go there, have a few drinks, and then we'll figure out shit. So we go there, and it was a, just a bunch of white folks in there, and uh, they were real cool. No, nothing crazy. And um, as we're leaving, we see one black lady. I'm like, shit. Like, this is, you know, the first one we see. And she did not even look at us, dog. <laughs> and so I said, and I was like, I asked my wife, did she even look at, look at you? She's like, nah. And I was like, damn, why is she acting funny? And then my wife's like, well, shit, I don't know. She might have just been in the sunken place or some shit. I, that's what I'm about to say, like. <laughs> Like maybe she been living there, and that's just where she, she is. Not, like she did not. I don't know. I always feel some kind of way when I see black people in places where you don't see many, and they don't even acknowledge you. Like I don't know. I always feel like that's some fuck shit. Like I always want to, you know, acknowledge other black people when I see them, especially, you know, when it's not. I I remember this years ago. Um, me, my mom's sister, uh, me, mom, sister, brother. We drove to Atlanta to visit some of my relatives. And I just remember riding on the, on 75 forever, and we hadn't seen any black people on 75 and shit. It was just weird. We just like, so when we finally got to this point, it was like, like the bottom of like Kentucky or some shit going into Georgia. We finally rolled past this car of black people. And I felt like they felt the same way. And we were both like <laughs> waving at each other and shit. Like, it's finally some people here. And shit, hey. this, this, this had to be like shit, 96 or 97. It was something crazy. But I was just like, man, that's nuts. But yeah, I was just so shocked. Like, damn, bitch, like, acknowledge us. We, we, because I looked on the demographics of people who live there. It was it had the island had to be about I think it was like twenty five thousand or some crazy shit, mm-hmm. and the black percentage was like point four or some shit. So it's probably her and three other people here. And shit. She's probably like, I mean, I've worked mad hard to gain acceptance with these white people. I'm not gonna fucking acknowledge your ass. Like, I mean, shit. you're not you're not gonna burn down everything I've attempted to build over the like time was, I've been living it wasn't here. Like we was like in a fried chicken spot or some shit. We had a fucking wine tasting and shit at a fucking winery. Like, man, that shit. I don't, that shit always irks me though. It don't happen often, but the time to do it does irk the shit out of me. Like, just we 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 we, we folk, bitch. Damn. Yeah, and I, I think what's what's actually almost kind of hurtful 
to a degree with that kind of thing is that if you are in a situation as a black person in a space that is primarily white and you see another black person, you feel like you should have that kinship, right? And you feel like you want to be like, hey, um, like, hey, uh, I'm glad you're here. Like, hey, let, let, let's chop it up. Like, let's relate to each other. Let's connect and all that kind of shit. And it's hurtful to kind of kind of be like, are you not really, are you not really ex- experiencing the same thing I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. dealing with right it's, now? It's so and like. like I, I don't want to delve into it, but like, I feel that way frequently. And it, it's weird to be like, to want to, to have that, that, that that kinship and be like that that you know i i I know what you're dealing with you know what i'm dealing with it's just like an unspoken bond like like, unspoken expression of like we got through the struggle like you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. and and it's always weird and off 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 putting when you don't get that reaction you know like when i first started my job um my area when i my area doesn't have black people in it like i'm in like a, a bigger office of like 12 people and then i found out that it's only one other uh white collar black person in the whole building <laughs> like it, y'all gotta be bffs like off rip like <laughs> yeah so and it was, so i i would see her and so we would speak or whatever and you know but she was she she it's like she knows she knows the deal so you know she speaks and you know things like that and then things of that nature but i'm always just so weirded out when that shit happens when that shit doesn't happen like like what the fuck dude like you know let's acknowledge each other shit ain't like we gotta be bfs we ain't gotta share lunch we ain't gotta you know go out to eat we ain't gotta you know have you know secret black meetings in the corner and shit <laughs> but like damn just 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 give a nod or something shit and, and you know another thing about that too is that if you are in a again a primarily white space right i guess especially in in in, in the workplace you have to be someone else you can't be as a black person, I don't think you can be you in a white collar space. You have to be a different kind of black person. Like I, I, I can't speak for you, but I'm totally different here recording this podcast than I am at work. Well, and that's just the necessity yeah, of it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I if you that. come, so if you come across, no, the, the, I think I think you're you're going somewhere different than where I'm about to take it. Well, I'm, I'm gonna where finish it. Where I'm taking it is. If you come across that black person in that same space where you feel like you got to be somebody else, you almost kind of want to like huddle with that person and have that 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 moment to be real, like to be you. Right. So like if you were in like the the white collar space. Right. And you got to be black guy who is safe black guy. Right. You can't be, uh, yeah, motherfucker, I listen to fucking Tupac today, man. That nigga was banging. Like, you can't be that guy in the in the white-collar business world, right? But you run across the black guy in that same spot, and it's almost you almost kind of want to be like, this is my opportunity to be me. Like, like a, I can be myself like like a, with like this a, person. Like a let your hair down moment. Or yeah, so like you that, look at yeah. it like, this is my opportunity to kind of like be myself and be real because I know I can this me and this person can relate to one another. So when that person ain't like that, yeah, that shit hurts, dog. Yeah. Like, like that shit sucks, man. You kind of want to be like, man, I, I, I was hoping I could like 
be actual me with you and we could be us in this situation where you dealing with the same shit I'm dealing with where we're kind of like putting on fronts in this white collar world and then they're not with that shit or they ignore you like 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 old girl did or whatever and it's kind of like fuck man like I thought this was going to be an opportunity for me to like uh, you know just be myself or whatever and it's like man I can't even do that shit though. Yeah. Like, they're not I, even I, they're I, not even done they're yeah, not even down yeah I I'm I'm glad my, my like my situation's a, a little a lo- a lot more doable in a sense. Like my boss is uh he's like a year or two older, I think. But he's an Indian guy. And, you know, I think he grew up around Flint. Um we have a lot of same taste in music and stuff like that. So, you know, we get into work like I think he he's always yearned to have a person that he can relate to like mm-hmm. and so forth like and so we talk a lot about music and culture and things of that nature so i don't have this that same situation of just not having no one to like relate to on certain levels i mean he, and he, he's not one of he's not one of those people that are um that tries to to i guess what's the word we're looking for um that tries to totally understand the black experience. He doesn't come off like that. He's not coming off like, you know, I used to hang with black people, so I'm hip type deal. You know what I mean? So that's a that's a plus. But there is a certain sense of, you know, you're you're holding back, you know, being yourself. Like I and I agree with with, with other folks. I mean, I work with um other than, you know, my boss, he's a couple of years um older. There's one girl I work with. She's like, shit, maybe ten years younger, and then everybody else is just old white people. So I don't, I don't, we don't relate to much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, but that outlet, I think if I think that was a, a plus to have that outlet of my boss being closer to age. You know, we like the same music. You know what I'm saying? You know, Friday when um he sent me the link, he texted me the link of the Babalo song. From mm-hmm. Royce and uh, Jacob, so it's like he's into shit like that, you know. So that's a kind of plus. I feel like if I didn't have that like kind of connection with him, I would feel a lot like damn, like I got to be around all these white people that don't really relate to nothing, and I can't, you know, what I'm saying I can't talk about random music, or I can't, you know, what I'm saying talk about sports like I want to, or talk about you know, you know, uh minority killings and shit like that like who like i can imagine having a, a conversation about uh uh shit name anybody any any black person and get killed a bunch of a, around a whole bunch of white people because i don't know yeah. their what they're, they're they're not gonna have the response i probably want them to have anyway you know what i mean so <clears throat> yeah you got a, i got a decent situation but you know it, it's weird i've never worked uh well in as a adult professional worked in a situation where um, I wasn't a minority, so just always been like that. Yeah, it, it's not it's not shitty. It's just kind of like you want to kind of like let your hair down at times. Like you know, I want to like kind of like really be real and chop it up with somebody else who's black. But at the same time, you kind of gotta keep it in the back of your head that you can't really do that in a white collar uh, office or whatever. So it's like, I mean, yeah, you. Just, I don't know. It just kind of sucks. Like you kind of want to just be like. Hey, we're both we're both in the same spot. Like we both know what it is. 
but you can't really you can't really be like that if a that person's not with it or b um it's just not a situation where you can where you you have to you have to maintain some kind of like professionalism so yeah, you can't really yeah. be like like I, like never in my life would i like in at my job see a black person be like what up nigga like <laughs> right. like i i can't <laughs> I and mean, like, I just give the nod and keep yeah. You right, all you can right. do is give the nod, and that and that's it. I mean, and that's fine. Like I'm cool giving a nod, but like, and it, it's not to say that I'm sitting around wishing I could say that to somebody. But yeah. at the same time, it's like just the idea of of being able to be who you are and have that shared uh, relationship or experience or whatever. The fact that, at least on my end. I feel like I I gotta push it down. Like no, maybe I, yeah. the other person might just be like, "Yeah, that ain't even who they are." Like they might even be thinking about that. But me, I'm like, man, it sucks having to kind of like push this down, and nah. I just gotta be this way. I I totally, in this office. I totally get that. I think too, though. I think there's another I guess thing to ponder on it is that say you worked with all black people, do you feel that you still can let your hair down? Uh, hypothetically. Uh, or figuratively, I guess would be the word. Um, because I feel like you still you're you can't lose professionalism even with working with black people. No, Same, no you, you know what I mean. You so you but, still have to have a a certain level of you know I can't be totally you know transparent. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying with 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 people you work with because I th- I think at the end of the day you still want to have a separate. Uh, excuse me. A, a a separation of you know, uh, I guess professionalism and you know your yourself. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, you need that. Yeah, you, you know, even if it was all black black people, you can't be that. But at the same time, it would be nice to be able to, uh, you know, I, you know, let your hair down a little bit, it, just just a little bit, you know, little, yeah, a little. Like, hey man, uh, there is a guy at my job who. Um, he's not on my team anymore, but he still sits in my area because they don't have space for him on his new team. So he still sits in my area, and every now and then I can just sit sit at his desk. And even then, it's like mad low key. Like I can't just like chop it up with him like regular. Like I I gotta like actually go over there and sit down and be like, "Hey, uh, you, you beat that Jesus and Mary episode <laughs> last night, dog? Like this was crazy, man." Like. <laughs> Like I, I know I know you peeped the Breakfast Club, right? Like this shit was nuts. Like, you know, like talk like that, and, or or we might like me and him will talk about like uh, like like the kind of same shit that we're talking about on this podcast. But even then, it's like incredibly like veiled language. Like I can't talk to him and be like, "Yeah, man, you see these motherfucking white folks killing these niggas out here, man. This shit pissing me off. I'm so fucking sick of this shit." Blah blah. blah. It's it's more like it's even still like the professional version of that. Like yeah, man. I saw. Uh, did you see the what happened to so and so last night? Like yeah, it's just not right. Blah, blah, blah. Like 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 you know, just like a mad like professional kind of like real dignified kind of shit. And it's like I can't just be like, man, I'm so sick of these motherfuckers out here, man. <laughs> but even then, I still do interact with black folks at work differently than I interact with white folks, just because I still feel like one. I feel like we all need that connection. Like, because yeah. I'm one of the... F- There's only two uh, black leaders in my in my area. 
and one of them is is pretty distant. Um, so it's really just me, and I feel this like is as far as like like area or just like relationship in in, in my area at work. Oh, like so proximity, distant. Yes. Okay, I know you meant like you don't really fuck with them or Yeah, that. no, in my area is in like proximity, like on my floor. Okay, I got so you. So it's like okay. it's really just me. And I feel like the handful of us who are black kind of need to like I feel like we we both need that. Like on my end, I need to be myself with certain people and I feel like at the same time they they will uh respect and recognize that like like i'm not out here being like fake because you know like when black folks get a little bit of a a little little bit of status or something like that they can be fake and shit like that i Mm. i I feel like they also need that 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 reassurance that like mike ain't out here being fake like he's gonna be himself 100 percent of the time right i'm am i gonna go up to him and be like yeah niggas is wild out here dog man these white people they full of shit, dog. We need to be on the... You know, I, I'm yeah. not going to be that. But at the same time, like, they need to know that we still have that that kinship that goes beyond just, like, work shit. Like, they could still... I'm still relatable to them in a real sense and not just, like, mm-hmm. fucking acting like fucking uh, Uncle Tom and, at work and shit. So it, it's a delicate balance, but I, I kind of... I, I don't know. I just kind of long for... Uh, being able to have something different than just like that kind of shit. Like it, it would be nice to just be able to be like, yeah, we can just be, we can just be real with one another. Yeah, and, and I, I don't, and in, in in the field that I'm in, I haven't really experienced, you know, a majority of, of black folks and stuff, you know. But you know, you just make it do what it do. You know, you got bills, you got to work, so you know, yeah. I ain't out here trying to, you know. Right around with my 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 shirt on it all untucked and you know being that <laughs> you know that person and stuff and so forth so you just get used to it I guess but in ideal situation it'd be love to, it, it'd be dope to to not uh, to not be the minority all the fucking time yeah which I typically be so but yeah um were you gonna say something. No, I was gonna I was gonna get into the last topic unless you had something you wanted to talk about. Oh, um, so what's what's your last topic? And I, I guess I decided. Roseanne. Oh, okay, cool. So before that, um, just briefly though, so uh, got a chance to check out Royce Fine's new song "Babalo" with J Cole. Yeah. Um, and it just brought back memories of so for folks who are not familiar with Detroit, Michigan in general, Babalo. Island was an amusement park that was here. I don't know. The, I don't know the the, the, the whole time of, of the tenure of it, but it was definitely here in the eighties. And uh, one of those places I remember going to as a kid. So you would go down. They would dock downtown. You would ride the Bobolo boat over to there, and you know so forth. So I was really hype about just hearing Royce's story. I feel like Royce is really having a great fucking year and last couple of years. But I feel like of, this could be the year that he gets the recognition he deserves. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just having a conversation. I, I was having a conversation with my boss actually, and I was talking about how I feel like you know Royce has had some 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 dope music over the years, but I feel like he's now 2018 is finally the year that Royce gets recognized for the MC that he really is and shit. Yeah, I, I feel like that's coming too. Like 2018 could be his year nationally. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty dope. The song's pretty dope. The one fucking, like, critique I had of the song is that, so J. Cole is on the song, and then J. Cole actually uh, produced the, uh, he directed the video. And and for those who don't know or whatever, I've always been a J. Cole stan. I always loved his music. But I just felt like it should have been another Detroit artist talking about Bobolo, though. Mm-hmm. Like that was the only thing. I, but J Cole verse was dope. Like his his directing of the video was dope. All that shit. But I was just like, I would have loved to see like Elzai on a song or some right. shit like that. Like that was that was the only critique I had of it. Just think, just talking about something so local. I just felt like another artist wouldn't have done it. Like and strangely, excuse me, strangely love. I didn't even think about like Eminem or nothing. I felt like Eminem. It wasn't a song for him. It just no. like the the beat of the song, the melody and all that shit. But yeah, I just it was I, a J Cole type. It, was, it is. It's a J Cole. Song. It's a J Cole type. Song. Yeah, it's a J Cole song. And I think at the end of the day, with you being with with you being Royce and you thinking like, I got this song that's largely uh, is gonna appeal to people who are local. Let me bring in somebody national to pull in. Those other, those those other I mean, listeners. But, like if it was Royce and Elzai, that shit would bang here, but it probably wouldn't reach. And that's the, the and that's the bullshit about it, dog. That I felt like, and you, I think you're absolutely right, though. If it was that, it wouldn't have got the national the national pool that it should have gotten. But that's why you put J Cole on this, and then yeah. put somebody like Elzai on a different track. So then you have this, and you got J Cole pulling in a national audience. People are like, man, this Royce song bang. This you know Royce is killing it. Let me cop the Royce album, and then you hear Elzai, and yeah. then you know we need to. Read I mean, it. I'm, I'm not saying I don't know if Elzai is on the album, but I'm yeah, just saying like yeah. that could to, be how you play that. But it, I feel like if your lead it, single least, has Elzai on it, you could potentially lose by just limiting it to just like local folks. So that, that's, that's at least my put guess. them on a fucking remix. But shit. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a uh, dope song. Though. If you get a chance, check it out. The video is dope as fuck too. So yeah. Um. So, Roseanne, I did not see the first two episodes. I wanted to, but I fucking just forgot. And by the time I looked at the clock, it was like 9.30 and shit. So, I totally missed it. But you did catch it or? I catched most of it. I caught most of it. Um, And it was by circumstance. I didn't really have a plan of like, hey, let me watch Roseanne. But it was like, I was flicking through the channels. Yeah, I I was flicking flicking through the channels. I caught it. It was on. And I caught maybe like, so the premiere was from 8 to 9. And it was two 30-minute episodes, not one one-hour-long episode. And I probably caught maybe like the the 45 to 50 minutes of it. So I, I caught most of it. So what I wanted to talk about on the podcast was the second episode. So I, I, I'm going to spit the names out. If you are a listener and you never watched Roseanne back in the 80s or whatever and you don't know the names, it doesn't matter. But for the purpose of explaining what was happening, I'm going to say the names. But the point of the discussion, the names don't matter. So, um, Roseanne, obviously everybody know, everybody who's listening should know who, who Roseanne is, even if you didn't watch the show. Roseanne was married to Dan. Dan Connor, who is uh, John Goodman, is the actor. Um, they had multiple kids, but for the purpose of this situation, uh, the kid that I'm focusing on is Darlene. Uh, Darlene is played by, I do not remember her name, but she is also on Big Bang Theory. Um, fairly recognizable face. You see her, you know who she is. 
so Darlene is uh has moved back into Roseanne's house. She has two kids. Uh, I don't know if it was divulged who who the father is or where the father is within the portion that I didn't see, but I'm I, I don't know who the father is. But the father is not living there. It's Darlene and the two kids living in the house. A girl and a boy. The girl looks like she's probably sixteen ish teenage teenager range. The boy is I would say eight, nine, ten years old, somewhere in that range. The boy is uh wearing girls clothes like he's like you know i'm mad into fashion like i want to wear what i want to wear because i think it's dope i'm not he ain't thinking about fucking gender roles and all that bullshit he's just like i want to wear this top because this shit is dope to me and i'm gonna throw on these pants but i'm gonna throw the skirt on over it whatever the fuck he's like i'm gonna wear this shit because this is what I think is dope and he ain't thinking about what's meant for boys or meant for girls or whatever and what was dope about the episode was that um, on one hand you have Darlene the mother and Darlene who was um, in Rose on Roseanne in the original run back in the 80s slash 90s Darlene was kind of like tomboyish right mm-hmm. so she's like I'm not going to raise my kid on on these gender standards and shit like that. If my kid wants to wear a fucking, you know, a skirt over his fucking pants, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. He can, he, he's going to be him. I'm not going to restrain him in any kind of way. Dan, the, the Darlene's father, but the kid's grandfather, he was kind of like, I don't really give a fuck what he wears either. But at the end of the day, as a boy, you go to school wearing a fucking skirt, you, you going to get you going to get mopped up. Like <laughs> it is what it is. Like you're going to get bullied. And so the kid goes to school, um, wearing the, wearing like a, it's like a sweater, but it was like, a, it was like a girl. You, it was obviously a girl sweater. And he had on like some kind of pants and he had like a skirt type thing over it. And, um, at the end, toward the end of the episode, uh, Darlene comes home with him and she's like, you know, hey, go to your room. She's him straight to his room, like like he's almost on punishment, kind of. And then she goes to to the kitchen, and Dan is in there. And he's like, you know, what you what you know? She comes she comes in like mad conversational, and Dan's like, what's going on? She's like, yeah. Uh, so I don't know what the fuck the kid's name is, but so and so will call him fucking Billy. I don't know what the fuck. That sounds like a white name. Oh uh, yeah, Billy. Uh, I had to go pick him up from the principal's office because Billy put a knife out on a kid at school. Where the, wh- what the fuck? Where did he get a knife? He said, I talked to him. He said he got the knife from you. And Dan's like, yeah, I gave him a knife. Like, <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, you know, like, it's whatever. You know, I gave him a knife. Like, it is what it is. And he didn't pull it like, I'm going to stab you. But, like, he took it out. I was like, this is my defense. Yeah, he just took it out. Like, I don't even know. Like, he didn't. They didn't specify whether or not he like actually like pulled the blade out, or if he just took the knife out of his pocket. Whatever the case may be, but the situation was basically the thing that interested me about it was that I thought it was an interesting conversation to talk about the idea of a kid, a boy who's like eight, nine, ten years old, who doesn't give a shit about gender roles and any of that, who wants to just wear what the fuck he wants to wear. And then his grandfather gives him a knife, and then he goes to school and gets picked on. And I don't, I thought it was an interesting discussion to talk about 
how we feel about the idea of a boy wearing girls' clothes because at the end of the day, like, you can wear whatever the fuck you want and that can be just what you want to wear. That don't even make... And, and this happened in the episode. She sat him down and was like, "You are you, like, into guys or whatever? You know, like... It don't make you gay necessarily, especially at that age. Like, you just might just want to wear that shit. So there's that piece, but there's also the piece that at the end of the day, gay or not, if you go to school as a boy wearing a skirt, you're going to get fucked with. So I, I, I thought it was an interesting uh, dynamic, and I was wondering, like, what you thought about the idea of, like, as a boy at that age wearing what would be deemed as girl clothes to school. I think that... The conversation of it being explained that you know you're gonna you're gonna potentially catch hell, but I think you have to support your kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So it's like you know if your, if your son decides I want to wear a fucking pink sweater, and because you you don't have there is no logical reason that tell your kid you can't wear a pink sweater. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's like why you can't wear because you're not supposed to wear pink. Like no, you can't. There's no logical reason. You know what I mean? So it's like. I think you have to, it has to be one of those like full disclosures. Like, look, you're going to catch hell because that's just not the norm or whatever. But I think you have to support your kids, man. Are like, you giving your kid a knife? I'm though? definitely not giving my kid a knife. I'm definitely not. <laughs> that was some fuck shit. I'm not giving my kid a knife <laughs> yeah. because, because you don't want an emotional reaction because you're angry and shit. You know what I'm saying? You, you start stabbed ass it's, it's, third it's, it's one shit. thing, one thing a kid started picking on you because you got a, a, a say a pink sweater. We just use that as the argument. I mean, that's, that's a good example though. Yeah. Cause it's a sweater, but it's pink. Yeah. So, so it's say, like, whatever. Let's say pink sweater. And he, he looks at you and you, you know, you, you fire off on him and shit and you get in trouble for that. That's one thing. But you know, kid comes to you and he's talking about your pink sweater and you pull out a knife and you slash the nigga. You know, that's a whole nother, you know what I'm saying? You know, avenue of things you don't want to get into, but you know, you definitely have to support him. But I think you, I wonder, I think too, man, you have to, I think you have to, to know your kid and know their, their limits. Yeah, that's true. You know, because if I felt that, my kid couldn't take the, the the pressures of 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 the attention he's going to get. I probably would discourage him, not because I don't think he should wear the pink sweater, just because I think that he's not going to take the criticism well, or what or whatever. And yeah. maybe years later, when I feel like he's strong enough to take the criticism and the attention well, then maybe you should, you know, you can do this. But like, I don't think you can handle this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, 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 the attention, the, the negativity and things like that, that may not be something you can handle right now. So maybe not. So I guess it's just knowing your kid and knowing if, you know, if they can really handle that because, the 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 solution isn't to pull a knife on him like you ain't gonna talk about my pink sweater like that's <laughs> right. not the solution you you know you need to have so <laughs> I'm gonna make your white pants pinky you keep talking shit <laughs> right <laughs> you gonna so, have a pink in a minute with right white shirt on. you know your kid you know can flip off and have anger issues giving him a knife isn't because I think now you're just promoting you know I can deal with this in a in a violent way if if people come at me right and that's not the that's not the route you should you should want your kid to take, especially in this day and age of of school shootings and things of that nature and kids police shootings. And, well, that too, <laughs> but you know all of the you know the the school related stuff that's going on. You know, 
kids potentially getting bullied and coming back trying to kill anybody. Like right. you know, that's that's not the 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 <clears throat> the thing you want to kind of promote. But I think it really depends on the kid, man. But I think you support your kid fully. But I think you have to make that executive decision. Like, can they really handle this shit? Mm-hmm. And if they can't handle that, I think you kind of discourage it until they can handle it. Yeah, it, it needs to be looked at that way. Like, you can't, like, at the end of the day, you can have the freedom to wear whatever you want, and we can endorse your freedom to wear whatever you want. But at the end of the day, you got you to gotta do what's best for your kid's livelihood. And I'm not going to be out here letting my kid be susceptible to an ass-whooping because of gender roles that society has uh has implemented like i i I can't be like well and 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 that's in the inverse the inverse being like 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 the natural position being like boys can't wear pink sweaters so on the on the opposite end of that it could be like who says you can't wear pink sweaters motherfuckers wear pink sweaters all day that's cool Mm -hmm. but in the interest of being like so open and 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 just receptive to everything and making sure that everybody has the right to do whatever they want. You want to be supportive in that sense, but at the same right. time, you can't. The reality of the situation is that you can be subjecting your kid to a fucking beatdown. Right. Like, so you got to look out for what's right for your kid. So it's like, yes, I don't give a shit what you wear, but at the end of the day, you might be going into a school where you gonna get your ass beat if you wearing that shit. So. And, it, and I don't think that I don't think you there's gotta a, protect your kid. I don't think there's a I don't think it should be an issue with delaying certain things until they can handle it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think because we've clearly have not said that it's wrong to wear a pink sweater. What we have said is that I don't know if you can handle wearing a pink sweater and the the attention that you may get for that. Mm-hmm. So maybe not now, but later. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, I think that has to be explained and so forth. But, you know, know your kid, man. And, you know, definitely don't give him a fucking knife. <laughs> that was bananas. <laughs> uh, I, 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 don't know, I don't know where that... I don't know why he thought that was a good idea. Like, hey, yeah, just just hold this. Did they say some shit? Stab just hold ass. That. Yeah, just just hold that. I don't know the conversation he may have had. I mean, it's fucking fiction it, TV. It, it was so. not. It was yeah. not aired in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> the so. kid came back and we found out he had a knife after he got pulled into the principal office and shit. Right, you can't go gutting people because they don't like your pink shirt. <laughs> right, dog. you know what I'm saying? Like, that, and Dan that, was Dan was mad nonchalant about it. Like, yeah, I gave him yeah, a knife yeah. and like, like, what the fuck? Like, dog? like that, you can't do. You don't give you fucking know? an eight year old a fucking knife. Like, oh, he was I, eight? And, he, and he came off kind of like I was just glad that as a and this isn't me speaking. This is like what I gleaned from Dan. I'm just glad that as a sissy ass nigga, he took the knife. Like that was kind of what he came off as, dog. Uh, like yeah. I was just glad he took the like he was happy to have the knife because to him that looked that, maybe that was more that was a masculine more thing. Mas- like yeah. yeah, he looked at it as like yeah. I'm glad he was masculine enough to to be thankful and grateful to have this knife as a pussy ass nigga. Like, like he didn't say that, but that's how it came off. I'm like, man, that's crazy. And it probably huh? didn't have, I mean, we're, 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 I mean, we're, we're, it's but all, that's life, it's all hypothetical, but he only, he probably took it like, so I can, so I can fully bat, bask in my pink shirt without nobody fucking with me. Not necessarily probably even masculinity involved. Just like, I just want, 
people to not fuck with me so I can, you know, enjoy my pink sweater. Yeah, he was like, he said, like, he didn't actually pull the knife like, I'm going to stab you. He said he, he, he offered the knife as a gift to the bully to chill out. And, like, to me, like, as a, as a, as a person who watches a lot of, of film and a lot of TV, I thought that was poor writing. Because yeah. at, at the end of the day, if somebody bullies you and you offer them a knife as a gift, they're gonna stab you. <laughs> like that's not that's not the proper response. No. Like, hey, hey, look at this knife I have. Here's a peace offering. They're gonna fucking stab you. Like this, well, this is what it is. If, if, even if they don't stab you, the next time you wear it, what do you have to give up to wear it next time? Like you know, yeah. what, I mean? what are you bringing next time to do? You know, I got I got this bottle that I right. broke on the ground before right. I came in. You right, want exactly. this? Like I got a Molotov cocktail in the locker. Like you know, what I'm saying <laughs> I have you know. So that just that's just a uh, it, that just builds a whole a whole another issue of like now I have to I have to give them things. To make them uh, accept my pink sweater, yeah, and and give them things that they can harm me, harm with. me with, yeah, give me great bodily harm with, yeah. So nah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting concept, yeah. It and and was. even though I thought that the 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 episodes themselves they weren't that funny, they were interesting. But I thought that was an interesting uh, concept to bring up in 2018 for a show like Roseanne, contrasting with what it was back in the day. To have something like that where you got like a kid, a boy who's uh, in the context of the episode, straight per se, who just wants to wear shit that could get his ass beat at school. Like, that's how shit is now. We we live in a world where it's like, hey, don't call Caitlyn Jenner Bruce. Don't call Caitlyn Jenner a man. She's Caitlyn Jenner now. Call her a woman. Like, we, we're very, very accepting of all these different kinds of sexualities, all these different kinds of, of gender roles and all this kind of shit. Like we're very accepting of that. So I thought it was interesting for Roseanne to tackle a topic like that, to have a, have a, have a kid who is, is, you know, on both sides, like straight, but wants to wear something that could be perceived as quote unquote gay and get his ass beat at school. How do you handle that as a parent? Like, I thought that was interesting. Uh, interesting topic to tackle. Well, so. I'm definitely going to be watching the, the season. I'm going to catch up on those two episodes <laughs> and continue watching. Because I, I remember watching Rose, Roseanne as a kid. Yeah. And uh, I've always been curious of how a new take of that would be. So Yeah, I'm and definitely... I'm, I'm waiting for them to put Leonard from Big Bang Theory, like when they're going to bring him back. Huh? So I'm <laughs> waiting on that. So I'll definitely be adding that to the DVD. I'm pretty sure he's in there. So uh, <laughs> that's all I got, man. I got to piss like a motherfucker, so I'm so, going to wrap this bitch yeah, up. Yeah, we can end this. Uh, send um, any responses, uh, emails to uh, uh, podcast at Gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, our Twitter is uh, at WhatUpDoPodcast. Uh, Mike's is uh, at Michael underscore Aaron. Mine is Grumpy Otis with a zero. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.